What's up, Leo? All right, so we're live. I guess we could jump right into this. Um, <clears throat> what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the MikeCast, and today we have a pretty special episode. Uh, we are here with Leo, who is a seven-figure e-commerce seller. Been doing this for like seven years, right, you said? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I so I got some questions for you. Uh, you can, uh, I think that they're going to help uh, the audience quite a bit uh, because you have a ton of knowledge, obviously. Like I've talked to you. You've helped me with a lot of things uh, to get started on drop shipping. So, yeah, I get I guess uh, explain to the audience who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I started the e-commerce platform back when I was 18, back in 2011. And um, I started on eBay. And I was flipping random things I could find at the um, at my place, my parents' place. And I was flipping like um, Game Boys, cartridges, all those uh, antique games. And then from there, I discovered an ad on YouTube. And then I clicked on it. And then it was talking about dropshipping from Alibaba, AliExpress. And at first, I thought it was like a scam. So I closed it out. And then the pixel data pretty much followed me. And then I clicked it again and I joined the free webinar and it taught me more about how it works and the process between being the middleman and then getting the, the, the cheap price and then reselling it for double the price. Um, mm-hmm. From there, I worked in Amazon Fulfillment Center. So um, I started there when I was 18 and I was yeah. doing a lot of the picking boxes and understanding like how, you know, a job pretty much. And then um, I got trained into logistics specialists within Amazon. So I understood transships and um, transit delays, uh, DDP shippings, FOB shippings, and all the different types of methods of shipping products. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got really exposed to transship, which is a whole different system itself. And that's when I got into Vendor Central, which is another division of Amazon that you pretty much have to get invited and majority of Vendor Central is just selling it directly to the B2B market, primarily Amazon. And then yeah. I got turned into supply chain. And this all happened within the first three years of my career at Amazon. Oh, that's but crazy. I still had um, experience. I still had my side business, but it wasn't making a lot because I just started. And then after my fourth, third year, I kind of, I really understood the platform very well. And then I jumped into FBA. And that's when they fully launched their system. Um, FBA hasn't been around that long. So, so this was like a, a like a few years before you actually started like doing good on this platform, right? Like Amazon. Yeah, exactly. So I started on uh, Amazon when it was in pre-trial beta trial. Um, Amazon FBA, the department, has only been around for less than ten years. So I yeah. was happy to be part of that process with developing the FOB product. Um, SOP policy as well as the internal database of understanding the platform very well, both from an external vision as well as from an internal. So it understood, I understood both ways of how it worked from being an employee and then also working as an entrepreneur selling on Amazon. So it's really, mm-hmm. you know, interesting to get both, both exposure from both the platform on Amazon as an internal base. And then again, the exposure from just selling on Amazon directly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so like b- before Amazon, before any of this stuff, like, uh, what kind of kid were you? Did you uh, used to like? Did, were you interested in selling things online at all, or like, what did you do? Um, I've always wanted to start something. Like, I I've always dreaded waking up early, 
and yeah. a lot of jobs you have to wake up early and that was one of the things that i had a hard time was waking up early and um I so had jobs find... basically weren't for you at all yeah it wasn't for me at all yeah what, what about because... school was school for you nope i barely nope. passed my gpa was like 2.0 i had all <laughs> these negative d's <laughs> 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 did did you try in any of your classes, or did you just like let it pass by? Nah, I just passed by. The only class I passed was homeroom, recess, and weight training. Wow! <laughs> so you barely graduated high school. No, I actually in my report I missed about a hundred and eighty days of absence. Wow! And about <laughs> ninety plus tardies. Um, yeah. So I was in de- I was in, de- in detention a lot. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what would you used to get uh in trouble for for detention for being late for, you know, oh yeah late. me too it's every single day i, I i'm late every day i have so many lates <laughs> yeah yeah it's only been like a couple of months of school it's ridiculous <laughs> i know right so yeah, yeah that's what i've been doing is just um that was a struggle like i couldn't focus much in high school um because i always wanted to like, think of other ways to make money and then um it just clicked once I figured out how it worked. And then once I understood the platform on eBay, then I wanted to make more money. So then I started yeah. Shopify. Um, so so on, on eBay, on eBay, so you, you were doing like the thrift stores and garage sales and stuff like that, like I talk about in my videos? Yeah. Or were you doing, yeah? Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, were, were, to, were you uh, good at it? I, I was good at it, but I fell off the market because I went into Shopify right after I understood the basic of how e-commerce worked. Yeah. So eBay was kind of like, well, it's like a a baby step to where you understand how it works without losing so much money. Um, but once you jump into other platforms like Amazon or Shopify, it gets a little bit complicated with uh, margins and all the other co- uh, all the other stuff that comes into it. Yeah. Uh. So so what what were your other jobs? Did you ever work another job? No, I've always worked with Amazon. Oh, really? That's awesome. Oh, and was was that what got you into business, basically? Or was there, like, something else, like, that ad that you saw? Or was there, like, another story? Yeah, it, back in 2011, e-commerce dropshipping was just starting. It wasn't as big as now. It was yeah. just starting. Everyone had no idea that you could ship two two-day shipping. I mean, like, the FB, like, Prime itself. It hasn't been around that long at all. Like it's yeah. been about six years since Prime been existed, and so has FBA. So a lot of the two day shipping it was non existent back in twenty eleven. It was unheard mm-hmm. of. Um, yeah. The the fastest you could get was one week, and that was all fast. Oh wow! <laughs> but nowadays, <laughs> it's like two and a half days to an overnight shipping, and that's like a fraction of a price. Yeah, that's crazy. Amazon is so fast. I love how they do their customer service. Yeah, tell me about it. So yeah. um, I've always been around the, the e-commerce platform in, in small ways as well as large ways, but it didn't really click on me until I understood more of the aspect of the concept, mm-hmm. and, but not really concrete until I got into Amazon. And that's when everything started to click. All yeah, the shipping and all the other stuff. That so out, out of Shopify and eBay, you were the best at Amazon. Yeah, I yeah. Shopify and eBay was just trial and error. Um, yeah, and then and it I, taught you a lot about Amazon, like when you did. started. 
Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, so like that, like what? So I started I started Amazon when they offered two day shipping, and at the time they were charging like I think six eight dollars. Yeah. And this is before Prime came into the into play. Prime didn't come into play till like maybe a couple months after, and then they had like that fee up. I believe it was a hundred dollars, but now it's like one thirty. <laughs> I oh, believe. Yeah. So um, yeah, Prime in general, it wasn't like. It was very exclusive in terms of like you had to pay in, but mm-hmm. nowadays you can actually enroll in Prime and you get it for free. But before oh, wow. you had to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so when when did you make your first online sale ever, and what was your immediate reaction? Uh, my first online sales. That's a good one. I believe it was the iPhone six and the iPhone five. When it first came out, I was selling yeah. um covers, wooden covers, and it was yeah. like my first like fourteen dollars. H- how old were like... you at the time? I was eighteen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So I got my <clears> first <throat> sale within the first year. I got fourteen dollars, and it was in Australia. So I was mm-hmm. using Facebook ad at the time, and then um after I understood that platform, I decided to do a niche. And then focus yeah. on other countries besides the U.S. So a lot of my customers were overseas, and it was oh, so faster. so that made your Facebook ads much cheaper, right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I already knew that the saturation in the United States for iPhones would be nearly impossible to get, but I knew for a fact that the Europe market and the Australian market was pretty much like very slow in getting things done. Like in fact, Australia they don't have two day shipping; they're they're so yeah. used to one month shipping. Yeah, which is like oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what was the first uh, drop shipping product that you ever sold on uh, Shopify? Uh it was iPhone covers. Oh, it was iPhone covers. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> and w- was that extremely successful? Yeah, I, I really, I made about twenty thousand dollars in sales. Um, my first year starting it. Um, I was really good with Facebook ads, so I didn't. Yeah, really... how, how did you learn Facebook ads? First off, I learned from Chris Ruckert. <laughs> you wait, you want what? I learned from Chris Ruckert. He's a guy who made ten oh. million dollars in sales on. Uh, oh wow! So, so you bought his course or something like that? Yeah, it was like five hundred dollars. Wow! And, uh, it was dirt cheap. So, um, so I guess the courses really do like do something then. Yeah, I mean, it taught me a lot about how it worked. Yeah, I mean, would you say that that $500 course made you a lot of money? Yeah, I mean, not just that. <laughs> it's just other people that I that I piggybacked on, like Gary Vee, for example. Yeah, I love Gary um, Tony Robbins and all the other yeah. like, entrepreneur people. Like, I've always had compound interest of understanding the market. But it didn't really click to me until I hit my seven figure, which was back in 20, when I was 24 years old. That's when I first hit my first seven-figure income. Yeah. So, uh, w- when you were dropping on sh- drop shipping on Shopify, what was the main strategy that you used, like on Facebook ads, and what was your strategy when building Shopify stores themselves? Um, at the time, I had my best friend who helped me with the integration part because he had a background in coding. So yeah. um, he did all the techie stuff. I did a lot of design, wording, and all the all the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, the Facebook came into play after I watched a few like YouTube ads about how to do Facebook ads. Um, 
and then after I realized the potential, of, I just pretty much read a lot of books about it, about um different ways of marketing. And the best book that came to mind was like Launch by Jeff Walker. So mm-hmm. that really took off my career, understanding the the, the multimedia aspect of it. Um, so I understood the market value of it, but it didn't really click to me until, until, I, until I started my uh, Shopify. So mm-hmm. a lot of the market strategies I used was just like common knowledge that I got from Amazon, which is like consumer behavior. So yeah. it was a lot of like understanding like what a consumer would buy and then place it upon different areas of demographics. Like before you can you can always you can target so detailed on Facebook to the point yeah. that you'll guarantee a sale within twenty four hours, but now there's so much regulations on Facebook ads, it's kinda a bit harder to get Yeah. Uh, but by market. the way, um I, I, I was wondering this. Can like I saw videos about this, but can you still target people by income on Facebook ads or do they like take that away? They got that away. It's, it's not household income. Oh yeah. Yeah. Household income. It's not there anymore. Yeah. That was the last time I touched. The last time I touched it, it was like top 10% of hundred K plus. I believe that's still there. So if you try to target demographic income wise, you would just put top 10 income. And it'll yeah. tell you like the different percentage of how many people make this much money. And then yeah. you'll just narrow down the state and country or whatever. Yeah. Um, so so what what tip do you have for people that are just starting on Shopify dropshipping? Uh I would study a lot in marketing. Yeah, like what what should they what should they do? What should they learn? You know? Um, definitely learn Facebook ads, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Those yeah. are the very like platform to sell in products. Oh, so so you use TikTok to, to advertise? I do. I just recently incorporated that that oh. tactic just fairly recently. That's I've been on TikTok. I've only been on TikTok for like a year. I started in December, but I I dropped out when it got bought up by TikTok uh, by the, the founder because I I was on Musically before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I started from. But then um, it didn't click to me until I logged into my account and they said, oh, you already have an email. And I was like, well, how is that possible? It's a new app. Like I thought it was a different like system. Mm-hmm. So then I Googled it. And I was like, oh, wow. So Musical.ly got bought out by TikTok. And now yes. my account. So my old account was still active. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, even though I left the platform for about a year and a half, I still had audience there even though i didn't know i had audience yeah and then fairly recently it started to get crazy with people hitting me up on instagram and facebook and even tiktok yeah was uh is tiktok advertising hard to do or is it just like facebook ads uh tiktok is more it's it's time and algorithm so those are the two factors that makes uh, a viral video or a flock uh video Uh So, in general, it's the same principle as when you post Facebook status. Um, ideally, you're supposed to post, like, back if, if we, before it got all regulated and stuff, you were supposed to post, like, five times a day. So, mm-hmm. you would post, like, 6 a.m., 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, uh, 2.30, and then 5, and then 6, and then 8. Yeah. 
those were the, the times you would post. And that's because a lot of people were off work, on their break, or whatever the case is. So you would target people based upon if they have free time. The same yeah. thing applies for TikTok. So yeah. far, that's been working for me. I've been, I've been using the same method I use for Facebook status. And I have reminders on my phone. So it told me to update TikTok, update whatever. So that <clears> way I keep that edge rank. Yeah, so so like uh, on on TikTok ads, uh, what like what do you do to make sure that the ads are like contextual to the platform? Oh, I don't use TikTok ads. All of it's organic. Oh, you don't use TikTok ads? No, I just use organic hashtags. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, like when you were doing like Shopify, and you probably still do it now, obviously. But how do, how do you do product research? What's your main strategy? Um, I use different tools before when I was doing PL, which is what a lot of people are doing on TikTok, where they go from where they buy it from Alibaba, AliExpress. Um, I used a couple of tools, which was uh, Jungle Scout, uh-huh. Viral Launch, Helium, um, Grably, and a- Amazon Scout. So those are the tools that I used in order to scout so- out products. Yeah, what's the difference between like all of them? Aren't they like the same exact thing? There is, but um, I just like to be thorough. So I, I use majority, if you're in a budget, I would use mainly a Viral Launch and Jungle. Those are the two uh, ones you want to uh, use. Or you can use Viral Launch and Helium. Those are the two like premium services you want to use. Yeah. Um, the reason why I use two is because you want to make sure that all the data is accurate. Mm-hmm. I know that Vi- uh, Jungle Scout had a little bit issues with delayed data. So um, Viral Launch, personally, it was very effective because it gave me actual data. Uh, for um, Jungle Scout, it was like a week old. So oh. that was the danger of, that's the reason why I got two. So I can like see what was accurate and what was not accurate. And then I would use like Google Trends and of course Amazon Mover and Shakers to see what's the best platform to use for a specific item. So product research for Amazon is kind of like product research for Shopify. Yeah, it's just a matter of like what's what's trending on Google or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Like yeah, so so what what you'll typically do is like scroll through like TikTok and Instagram and see what everybody's using. Yeah. But in a much more software way. Because nowadays, I, I just use softwares that I integrate. So yeah. the, the software I use, it does all the work for me. And then all I do is make sure that it's accurate. accurate, And then I just pass it on to my team. But if you're just starting with um, Shopify, eBay, or um, Amazon, you want to just make sure you have all your data as much as possible with uh, market-wise, demographic-wise. And yeah. allow your like interests in terms of like understanding your market. Yeah. So now is like the peak time to go get into Shopify in general. Oh, um, is it really? Because it's the holiday season. So yeah, yeah, Black Friday today, and then you have Cyber Monday, and then mm-hmm. you have the upcoming holidays, which is New Year's and Christmas. So those are the times you make a lot of money during the yeah. holidays. What, like when you um like I I have a Shopify store right that um is brand new it doesn't have any data at all it's like a posture corrector type thing, um 
like, can I still do like Black Friday and Cyber Monday with that, or would you recommend waiting till next year where I'm more experienced? Um, it depends how much you want to make. I mean, and how much infrastructure you have. Um, from personal experience, when I try to rush something, I ended up being overwhelmed and burnt out. So if you don't have the infrastructure to handle 10,000 orders or whatever the case is, it's going to burn you out real fast. Yeah. So uh, how can someone get started selling on Amazon? Um, You would need, typically I would risk uh, less than liability. And one way to do that is have an LLC. It's not needed, but it's good to have in case there is legal issues. Yeah. Um, an EIN. Is is this so for you? Do you need all this stuff for like FBA, or is it just like merchant fulfilled type things? It's just to cover your 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 business as much as possible. Yeah. So like, so like someone who's really small and just getting started, they don't need all that stuff yet. I would still get it regardless. Yeah. Because the moment you start selling on Amazon, you become a liability, mm-hmm. both to yourself and to the company you're invested in. Yeah. Um, because once you know the platform 100% and you know for a fact you're going... So, in general, if you know for a fact 100% you're going to make a sale on Amazon, then mm-hmm. by all means, invest in an LLC, EIN, and all the legal stuff because you're going to you're gonna need it. Mm-hmm. One, because you're going to be taxed less mm-hmm. if you have an LLC compared to paying 40% of your income. So yeah. when you have an LLC, it, it, it limits your liability, but also it limits your cost as well. So you want to reduce your overhead as much as possible by expenses or any type of form to reduce liability, mm-hmm. either through cost or legal. Mm-hmm. So uh, t- take us through, like, how, how would you, I know that you were able to attain, like, a lot of big brands, like, you sell big brands, like, like Gucci and stuff like that. You you have ability to send, sell them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how how did you do that? Um. Well, nowadays it's really impossible. Um. I got grandfathered in, so a lot of these connections I had, I got it through Amazon when I was working for Amazon. So mm-hmm. I already knew the internal team for Gucci and Louis Vuitton and Michael Kors and all these other name brands. So it's because... not exactly like you could just make a bunch of sales on Amazon and then you get accepted for these big brands. You have to actually like contact these people. Yeah, and they're very exclusive. There's only like a few sellers that are allowed to resell those those high end brands. Um, yeah, and you're one of them. Yeah, there's only like I believe less than a thousand, and that's the same thing for food as well. Yeah. So, so pe- people who can't, uh, wh- what should they start selling? I would sell current non-exclusive brands. For example, you can sell Apple if you do have invoices and um, manufacturer information. Yeah. How, how do you, um, how do you do that? You just contact the corporate. But um, like Google, when, Amazon, when you're like just getting started, like literally uh, no sales, like what do you have to do to build up to that? Gotcha, gotcha. So you would start with common products that are non-gated, and you can find that on Movers and Shakers Google or Google uh, Movers and Shakers Amazon, and then find other products that are like similar or close enough to the actual product selling. Like for example, I still use Movers and Shakers, and mm-hmm. typically I target patios. 
patios, household, dinners, all that fun stuff. And I would literally see where it's selling on Walmart, Costco, wherever. And then I will contact the brand itself to let them know, like, hey, do you mind if I sell your product on my platform? Or as much as possible, limit where you selling it because they don't want, like, competition on their own, on their listing. So Mm -hmm. you would focus on more, like, really small brands that are not, like, too big, but just enough to make it. Um, for example, uh, Nest. Nest is ungated, and it's a camera uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, what's the other one? Voss. Voss is ungated as well, and a few other like non pop, non popular brands. Mm-hmm. And those are like the ones you, you kind of have to like search and go through a whole bunch to figure out what works. Um, in order to get ungated and like for the most part a lot of the suppliers and distributors they're pretty lenient with with new with new uh, sellers mm-hmm. all you have to do is make sure you're not breaking any type of policy with their with their contracts but for the most part how i started was just, i just contacted them and if they say no i moved on to the next one yeah uh, so like did did you ever have like experience with uh you know ordering things from like a place like Alibaba and then like sending it to to there like Amazon? Yeah, those are PL products. Um I've done it in the past. Yeah, but I've... like I I I talked to you about this one time I think. You said uh, not to do that with movers and shakers because the product might go out of style, right? Yeah. Uh those movers and shaker products, it just gives you an idea on what to target. So if you go on movers and shakers and you see the same item pop up on the same page, yeah. then you're most likely going to be focusing on that product. Yeah, so, so those are what's hot now, right? Yeah, it's what's, it's what's happening now rather than focusing on what's going to be yeah. happening this month. So like, like uh, you know, when, when the, sp- the fidget spinners were a big thing, they were at the top of movers and shakers, right? Yeah. Okay, that that's good information right there. I I never knew that. <clears throat> they made about seven hundred million. I what? In a one year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. People were selling uh, those things for twenty dollars a piece. Like, God. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Um, yeah. I remember when it first came out. Uh, another one is the uh, sponge pimp sponge, uh, pimple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That made about $5 million a month. Oh, my God. Yeah, and all it is, you just pop pimples. It's like a little sponge. You squeeze out the, the pus, I guess. Yeah, how, how, do you, how do you jump on these trends, like, really fast? Um, I use pin interest. Pin interest. Uh, yeah, what, what's that? Uh, it's, uh, it's, like, different pictures, and, like, it shows you, like, what are people, like, posting. So... What I usually do is I look at pin interest or pin interest. I Wait, so this, this is something that you could download? Yes. And Give how much does it cost? It's free. Oh, is it really? Okay. Pinterest. Yeah, it's called Pinterest. Oh, oh, Pinterest. I thought you, I thought you said ping interest. No. All right, yeah. Figure out what specific part are going to sell. So the biggest example would be like if I'm trying to target Halloween, I would search Halloween and see what current products people are liking on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And then you would contact the manufacturer in Alibaba or Aliexpress and let them know like you want to do a sample order to make sure that the quality is good. And okay. then once you figure out the quality is good, then you launch it over to FBA.
Mm-hmm. So, so the top, the top results at Pinterest when you type in something are the products that you want to look at. Yeah, pretty much. It's just a matter of doing. Uh, and is deep is there research. like engagement on Pinterest? Like, is there comments and likes and stuff like that? Uh yeah. I mean, Pinterest is a great way to start that job shipping aspect of it. Um, it's definitely helpful to know what's gonna be selling in the next month or next year or whatever the case is. Oh, so you um, could see that data on there. Like yeah, you could see and then all you do is up. compare the data with Google Trends or Amazon or Instagram or Facebook to see how much popularity it is, I guess. Is there any other websites that you use to like look at po- product popularity? Um, good question. Not on top of my head. Those are the ones that I currently well, so use. Pinterest is the, really the that, majority that, of the, the yeah. common one I always use is Google Trend and uh, Pin, uh, and then um, Amazon Movers and Shakers. Those are the three platforms I use yeah, so to do like a PR. These are part. all free. Just like, yeah, what was that? So, so these are like all free. Like, there's no money there, right? Like, no money yeah. you have to pay. So you you hold the you you t- typically you hold the legal rights, but it's a whole different process getting it. <laughs> yeah, as far as making it. Yeah. <clears throat> so how many how many days how many uh, hours a day do you typically work on this stuff? Uh, when I first started, I had a full time job at Amazon. Yeah. And I was working from. 6 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I would rest for about maybe three hours. And then from 7 to maybe 2 o'clock, I would start building my Shopify store or eBay store. Oh, so, so you were so you were making money at Amazon and then you were, your, your Shopify store was kind of your side hustle? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> so who, who's, your, who's your biggest inspiration like through this entire thing? Biggest inspiration. Yeah. Hmm. I think my biggest inspiration personally has been Gary V. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, dude. <laughs> uh Gary V. Tony's another one too. Uh Grant's another one as well. Oh, yeah. Jeff Walker is the biggest one that really has start that that's started my career. Who's he? Jeff Walker he he teaches you how to build successful sale funnels and mm-hmm where you can resell the same pack over and over again and make yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, can, can you explain, uh, I heard you talk about click funnels in a live, like, can you explain that? Yeah. Um, I use click funnels before on another business, um, primarily getting customers to buy a product or a course or even a service. Yeah. So, so they're like integrated with Shopify or something like that. Yeah. You can integrate it with anything, not just Shopify, like, practically anything you can integrate it with facebook or amazon or whatever and what you, what it is it's just it's just a fake website really and, oh yeah so, uh, so it's like covering your real website right yeah pretty much and then what you do is that it filters down what the product is and then um throughout the whole entire process you're just eliminating customers or data to where you get people who are generally interested and mm-hmm. then from the conversion data, you'll do a conversion data Facebook ad and then con- and see all those people who clicked on the ads and went through the whole entire steps. Yeah, and is is uh is ClickFunnels the one that has the two the two part order form? 
Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I was looking for that. I couldn't find it on Shopify. I thought it was some kind of app because I was looking at a Facebook course. But yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's I've done ClickFunnels before. Those are super, super lucrative if you're very, very good at it. Um, it just takes a lot of time. And now I see why a lot of people charge like $20,000, $15,000 for a ClickFunnels. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, uh, so an, another thing I want to talk to you about is I, I posted something about uh, liquidation on my story and a bunch of people just uh, uh, swiping up. Uh, can you explain a little bit about uh, what liquidation.com is and how you can use it to make money? Yeah. So liquidation is something I use personally as well. For Amazon. Um, for Amazon primarily. And but do, you get it, very... do you get it shipped to FBA or do you get it shipped to you? I get it shipped to a third party. So I use 3PL, which is a different service. Mm-hmm. And what they do is that they fil- they they will get the products, whatever it is, and then they'll filter out the defect products and then destroy it for me. And yeah. then, or I can recycle it, whatever works. And then I will ship, I'll ship whatever that's not defect over to Amazon FBA. Yeah. And then, so that way I'm not dealing with like uh, FBA fees or any other services because it gets pretty pricey when you have them do it. Yeah. What are you What are you looking for on there typically? Um, typically you want to look for toys, anything toys. that's durable. Like for example, toys is a big one. Um, another one is household goods, like pillows, for example. I guess. Yeah. So something basically, things very, that people need. Yeah, like something that's not gonna be like an issue with shipping or that's gonna cost so much returns. Like for example, I wouldn't necessarily go with shoes yeah. because you just never know. If it's gonna be if it's gonna be like a hundred percent defect or yeah, it's so be like, so like no no shoes or socks or anything like that. Yeah, anything that's gonna cause a high high return rate. Yeah, because people don't really like need it, like really need it. You know what I'm saying? Is is that yeah. why? It's mainly liquidation is typically um, like when a lot of the returns from customers don't really like it, don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's typically when uh, when a, a third party, either retail or um, third party sellers, pretty much like don't want the products uh, for yeah. many reasons. Do Do you buy from Amazon's uh, liquidation on there? Um, I don't even know Amazon had liquidation. Yeah. Amazon is so big that I don't even know what half of what they do. <laughs> yeah, what, what is there a certain supplier that you use on there? No, so majority of my suppliers' direct relationships come from the venues itself. So I literally don't really deal with a lot of the liquidation departments or any type of like third-party um, distributors. The only distributors I deal with are like directly from the manufacturer themselves or from the, directly from the company itself. Yeah, so, do, do you think that liquidation can be used uh, for to, for making money on eBay? Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's majority liquidation is best approach for uh, personally, like for eBay, Shopify type of thing, because you're not you're not as held up as for Amazon. Amazon, if you start messing up in any form or shape and size, you can get your account suspended and you can lose a lot of money. Yeah. how, How can you use it for Shopify? Um. I believe uh, Shopify does have 3PL, so you can ship it to them, and then they'll prep it for you and then send it to the customers. Hmm. I confused. Wait, what, what do you mean by that? 
they have warehouses. Shopify. They oh, have, so you they, could actually ship things out to Shopify, and they will send out orders for you. Yeah, they just recently incorporated that service. Oh yeah, I think I saw it. That that's very cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so and there's like two day shipping, but those I would usually use that because you you control majority of the market on your own platform rather yeah. than depending on Amazon to sell it for you. Yeah, so w- w- would you recommend doing that Shopify thing uh, uh, for dr- like a drop shipping store, Shopify drop shipping store? Yeah, I would start with, with um, eBay and Shopify to understand how it works. Yeah. And then once you have your experience and you understand how it works and all the fun stuff, then you can move on to more exclusive stuff like brand approval, B2B markets, um, contract with bid suppliers, all that fun stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that that's all the questions I have for you today. That that was a, an amazing <laughs> conversation. You know what I'm saying? You 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 gave really so much value to everybody. Like I hope that somebody uh, learned something from this conversation. Uh, but yeah, that that's all I got today. Thanks, man. Sounds good. No problem, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. All right, man. Have a good no one. Problem. Take care. You too.